Bless the Lord who forgives all our sins. Almighty God, to our hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Be gracious to all who have gone astray from your ways, and bring them again with penitent hearts and steadfast faith to embrace and hold fast the unchangeable truth of your word. Jesus Christ, your Son, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. from the book of Genesis. The word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, You have given me no offspring, and so a slave born in my house is to be my heir. 
But the word of the Lord came to him. This man shall not be your heir. No one but your very own issue shall be your heir. He brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and count the stars, if you are able to count them. Then he said to them, him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed the Lord. And the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. Then he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you from Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. But he said, O Lord God, how am I to know that I shall possess it? He said to him, Bring me a heifer three years old, a female goat three years old, a ram three years old, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. He brought him all these and cut them in two, laying each half over against the other. But he did not cut the birds in two. And when birds of prey came down on the carcasses, Abram drove them away. As the sun was growing down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and a deep and terrifying darkness descended upon him. When the sun had gone down and it was dark, a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your descendants I give this land, from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
A reading from the letter of Paul to the Philippians. Brothers and sisters, join in imitating me and observe those who live according to the example you have in us. For many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. I have often told you of them, and now I tell you even with tears. Their end is destruction. Their God is the belly, and their glory is in their shame. Their minds are set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and it is from there that we are expecting a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will transform the body of our humiliation that it may be conformed to the body of his glory by the power that also enables him to make all things subject to himself. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, my beloved. The word of the Lord.
according to Luke. At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to Jesus, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. He said to them, Go and tell that fox for me, Listen, I'm casting out demons and performing cues, cures today and tomorrow, and on the third day I finish my work. Yet today, tomorrow and the next day, I must be on my way because it is impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stone those who are sent to it. How often have I desired to gather your children together at a, as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you are not willing, willing. See, your house is left to you. And I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. The Gospel of the Lord. I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's reading from the Gospel of Luke is a bit strange at first glance. It's five short verses that give us an image of a fox, and then we turn around and we have the image of a mother hen with her baby chicks running all around and then Jesus heading toward Jerusalem. But if we put this reading within the context of what's going on in Jesus' ministry at the time, I think you'll find that it reveals in a very powerful way the man who Jesus is and also as the Son of God. For the past three years, Jesus and his disciples have been all over Galilee, Traveling, preaching, teaching, healing, casting out demons, revealing God's love for the entire world, especially those who've been sidelined or simply forgotten. Jesus' radical message of compassion and forgiveness for all has resulted in a growing uh, followers and crowds. Every time he goes to a village, they grow more and more. It also has earned him a lot of enemies along the way. Now it's time for Jesus to make his way to Jerusalem for the very last time. He knows full well what awaits him as he walks toward the cross. Jesus' death and his resurrection will be the pinnacle of his earthly ministry, revealing God's abundant and ever-abiding perfect love for an imperfect world. In the meantime, Jesus' popularity grows, and this threatens the local authorities that this rebel rouser from the sticks 
seems to threaten to upside the very tenuous state, delicate balance that Palestine is in as an occupied Roman territory. Herod Atopus, the ruler over Galilee, is the same one who imprisoned John the baptizer and had him beheaded because he questioned the legitimacy of his marriage to his brother's ex-wife, Herodias. So there is no secret that Herod is cunning, cruel, and a violent ruler. He fears Jesus because somehow he thinks that maybe Jesus is John who has come back to life. So as Jesus gets closer to Jerusalem, some Pharisees run over to him and warn him about Herod. And they give Jesus a chance to change his course and to save his own skin. But Jesus will not be deterred. He responds, go and tell that fox for me. Listen, I am casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow and the third day. I finish my work. Yet today, tomorrow, and the next day, I must be on my way because it is impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, that city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. You can hear that biting sarcasm tinged with sadness as Jesus makes no qualms about his intent to continue with his ministry. This is the work he has been given to do. This is exactly what he was ordained to do by the Holy Spirit when he was baptized by John in the River Jordan just three years before. There is no question that Jesus knows exactly who he is and exactly why he has come. He will not be intimidated or put off or bullied by Herod or any other earthly powers. And he can take this stand because he has ultimate trust placed solely on God, his Father. His reference to the three days to heal and cast out demons foreshadows his arrest, his death, and his resurrection. As you see, Jesus knows how it all will end. Just as the prophets of ancient Israel have come before him, Jesus will also be vilified and killed. In the reading from Luke, we see Jesus in a most courageous light. As he casts aside any kind of concern for his own welfare, as he knowingly walks towards his death. The root word of courage is taken from the Latin, cor, and it means to tell your story, to speak from your heart of who you really are. And we see this in Jesus as he opens his heart to the entire world with a love so great, so powerful for all of God's children that it cannot be overcome, not even by death itself. Yet, this love is rejected by many. Jesus uses the image of a mother hen to convey his lament, his brokenheartedness for Jerusalem. 
all of God's beloved who refuse his gift of love and salvation. And like a mother hen that spreads her wings wide to gather in and protect her brood of chicks from harm, even at the risk of sacrificing her own life, Jesus does the same as he reaches out to God's beloved children who stray like lost chicks. They are blinded to the new light they have been offered. They run away unaware of the love that they have refused. With this image of the mother hen exposing her heart to the entire world, we see not only courage, but also the vulnerability of Jesus as he set his face towards Jerusalem for the very last time. Writer and social scientist Brene Brown talks about vulnerability in one of the most popular TED Talks on the internet. You can get it on YouTube if you'd be interested in watching it. She states in all her research that she has done, states that connections, I would say relationships, go to the very core of what gives life meaning and purpose. No matter our culture, our race, our age, our religion, we all have a fundamental need to connect with one another, and I would add, with God. The only way this connection, these relationships that can be formed, that are so necessary and life-giving, is through the willingness to be vulnerable. This fact of our human nature obviously strikes a core with most people, which speaks and underscores the reason for the popularity of this one TED Talk. Brown says that being vulnerable means allowing the world to see who we deeply are. Who we deeply are, not who we project out on the world that we want people to see, but who we deeply are. It means practicing gratitude with joy. And most importantly, it's believing that we are enough just as we are. That means that we don't have to worry about not being thin enough or rich enough or smart enough or successful enough. We are enough just as we are. And as ironic as it may seem, being vulnerable is what allows us to be courageous. <coughs> to live with a whole heart, reaching out to others, reaching within ourselves, without any guarantee of outcome, without reservation. Jesus is the model of vulnerability. With his radical inclusivity, his actions of love and compassion, never knowing where they will be accepted or rejected, he shows up, he reaches out to those around him, especially to those the world despises and dismisses. And he gives hope for a new life to those who have been so beaten down, they have been resigned to a world without hope. Throughout his ministry, Jesus stares danger and fear in the face over and over again. And without flinching, he dares to share God's welcoming and loving embrace for the entire world, 
for every man, woman, and child who inhabits this earth. As the psalmist says, the Lord is the strength of my life. Of when then shall I be afraid? In his days, his final days, Jesus shows us that it takes great courage to live in this incredible gift of life each of us have been given, to live it to the fullest. Lent is a time for us to reflect what it means to follow Jesus as he sets his face towards Jerusalem. Just as Jesus trusts God with his very life, we are called to do the same without reservation. But we struggle. We struggle to face our fears, our anxieties, our doubts. But we also have the assurance that Jesus, in his full humanness, has faced them also, has struggled with them, has gone before us to show us how. Jesus shows us what it means to risk being vulnerable, to be loving and compassionate with others, as well as facing our own life with its hurts, its disappointments, its failures but also celebrating life's joys and blessings. And we can do this because of our love for one another and for ourselves. It means holding someone's hand as they wait for the result of that biopsy. It means reaching out to love in another, not knowing whether or not we will be rejected, but we reach out nonetheless. It means standing by someone showing up, being with them when their life seems to be falling apart. It's about the willingness to love and be loved, no matter the cost. It's a choice we make every single day. As writer Annie Dillard writes, how we spend our days is how we spend our lives. Just a few days ago, 50 people were murdered in a horrendous terrorist attack in two mosques in Christchurch, New Zealand. They were attending their weekly Friday prayer service. It's a weekly service just like our Sundays are for us. As Christians, we are called to stand with our Muslims brothers and sisters with our Jewish brothers and sisters, with our Hindu brothers and sisters, all our brothers and sisters all across the world, whoever they are, wherever they might be, in love and solidarity. This requires us to be courageous, as we know full well the danger we face in a violent and intolerant world. But this is the world we inhabit. We can do this, we can do it together, because of our love for each other, and for all of God's people. Because of our willingness to be vulnerable, reaching out in love as we have been loved, then we have the courage to do that, to take a stand, to show the world who we are through our love. And we have the courage to mirror God's love for the world, just as Jesus, Jesus taught us, just as he did, as he set his face toward Jerusalem.
Please stand as we affirm our faith in the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The prayers of the people. God of the covenant, you call us to be faithful servants within creation and to offer our lives as the foundation of your realm. We lay before you the desires of our hearts that we may be transformed by their fulfillment. We pray for the church that we may listen deeply to God's beloved Son so that our deeds may manifest God's glory. Help us to grow in our covenant relationship with God who has called us to be daughters and sons and promised to love us faithfully. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for those in positions of power and leadership that they will allow God to change and transform them day by day. May they have insight and courage to explore new ways to work together to address the needs of all the people of this nation and the world. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for all who are homeless or outcasts, that they may find shelter, protection, and friendship. And for all those who are ill, that they will know God's tenderness and healing love. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for those who have died, that they may claim their citizenship in heaven. We remember especially the victims of the terror attacks in New Zealand. We pray for comfort for their loved ones and their nation, and a new resolve to overcome hatred and violence with love and peace. We pray for all who grieve, that God will wipe away their tears and give them courage and hope for tomorrow. Lord, hear our prayer. Grant, O oh God, that the prayers we offer may be your channel for new and abundant life, not only hoped for, but worked for, through faithful word and deed. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbors. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you. Father, Lord, indeed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. 
Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. We stand. May the peace of the Lord be always with you. Good morning, please be seated. Welcome to St. John's. I'm here to say I think spring actually will come this year. The snow has melted away and it's very, very encouraging. And so I even saw some crocuses yesterday. Uh, so hope springs eternal in all sorts of ways. Welcome you to St. John's. We're glad you're here to worship with us this beautiful morning. Please fill out a a card in the pew in front of you, or if you're new, or if you haven't been here in a while, and put it in the offering plate, and I would be happy to get in touch with you. We have a very special music event coming up next Saturday at 3 p.m. It is the Requiem by uh, Duruple. Du Am I saying that right? Duruple, Maurice Duruple. Du and it's supposed to be an absolutely exquisite piece of music. So please invite one or two friends to come with you, 3 o'clock Saturday. And uh, this is such a gorgeous place to be able to hear such beautiful music. One of the many, many blessings we have here at St. John's. So mark that on your calendar. There's more information in the back of your bulletin. We did start our Faith at Work series. We do this four Sundays in a row during Lent, during our forum. And we invite people from the congregation and the wider community to come and tell stories about their faith, how they integrate the challenges of everyday life with also living as a faithful Christian. And it's not easy, uh, especially in this post-Christendom time in our culture. And so it is a very inspiring way to hear these stories that are sacred and allows us to connect our stories to each other. It's making those connections, that vulnerability, and we do it best by storytelling. So please mark your calendars the next three Sundays, 9.30, for Faith Forum. Also, for those who didn't hear it, I did send a letter out. We have a new curate that we are welcoming to our community June 15th, Margie Baker. She and her family will be joining us. She is, uh, will be graduating in May from Virginia Theological Seminary. She is a uh, very seasoned school teacher. She taught French and music for a number of years before answering the call and going to seminary. So she brings a lot of passion as well as experience with her. Her main focus is going to be working with our children and youth as we rebuild our Christian formation program. So you will hear more about our welcoming her to St. John's, and so be sure and mark that on your calendars. We want to give her a very well more, more warm welcome into this community, and we are delighted and very, very fortunate that she accepted our invitation to be part of our staff. We have healing ministers present if you would like a blessing. Uh, or prayer for yourself or for someone else, please feel free to go to the font during communion. 
for that. Whatever you're dealing with in the journey of life, whatever you're facing, whatever the challenges you are, whatever the courage you may feel you need, know that you're welcome to come forward to take the body and blood of Christ, the bread and the wine that we need to uphold us and sustain us as we live into our baptismal vows. So walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God. Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, 
through Jesus Christ our Lord, who was tempted in every way as we are, yet did not sin. By his grace, we are able to triumph over every evil and to live no longer for ourselves alone, but for him who died for us and rose again. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name.
gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you. Feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
bow down before the Lord. Grant, Almighty God, that your people may recognize their weakness and put their whole trust in your strength, so that they may rejoice forever in the protection of your loving providence. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. 